Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello there, dreamer. Uh, is that what we're called? Is that what you're called? Is that what I'm called? I think you're called a dreamer. I'm called a man who hosts a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. As you know, you've seen it says the word rewind aggressively in capital letters. That means it's a rewind. We're getting an episode from 2018. The episode was originally released right at the start of 2018 and includes a sequel suggestion for a film that has since had a sequel. Was our idea better? Stay tuned and find out. So on this episode, we were joined by the absolutely lovely film critic, Rihanna Dillon. She is always a pleasure, always a joy. She's always welcome because she laughs at mine and Joel's terrible jokes. But you know, you know Rihanna. BAFTA, BIFA, BFI, BBC Radio 1, BBC Radio 6, Radio Times Podcast, to name a few. She's brilliant and you will have a lovely time. You guys come up with some wonderful suggestions in this episode. Me and Joel, not so good. You also get a Harrison Ford story and a Jim Carrey story. What the hell more could you want? Right, send in your bloody movie ideas or you're not allowed to listen anymore. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where we'll throw it at a wall and see if it sticks. I'm Joel, a man who puts the verve in perverse, and across from me is John Harris, a man who counts marshmallows, car headlamps, and battered cod amongst his greatest joys in life. Plus, joining us today is film critic extraordinaire, Rihanna Dillon. How are you, Rihanna? Hi, I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Very well, very well. Thank you for having me. John, you're here. Can we hear your voice? Hello, I'm also here. Still going. <laughs> How you doing, mate? Fine, thanks, mate. I'm glad, to, I'm glad to hear it. Normally we sit across from each other. Today I'm sitting, like, next to you. What, what? You don't look hugely comfortable, I'll be honest. You could apply that to any moment of John's life <laughs> at all. Is that, like, you can't oh, look relaxed. Oh, no. Oh, this is awkward. It's hot, isn't it? A the horrible chairs thing in to watch. the studio. It's like, you've got, like, you're, like you're sitting like, on a hedgehog. They're like 90, the 60s, chairs. Shuffling um, like, about. People were so chilled in the 1960s, regardless of furniture. because they were all high. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Are you not? I'm not. Should I have been? Did you not get the email beforehand? Oh, God. Um, John, should we pitch some films? Have you got a film idea for us? Yeah, this one's from Lem. 
Brokeback Fountain. So good, I good. assume that we get rid of the nuanced portrayal of homosexual <laughs> cowboys and we bring a tiny fountain that they have to bend over to get to. Or a water fountain. Just yeah. like a little kind of... But it's so one low. One that you have in a school corridor. Yeah. But it's a bit too low for them, so they're getting back injuries. Oh, oh so it breaks so their it back. Breaks their I back. thought the back of the fountain was broken and maybe there's some sort of spillage happening. <laughs> so two plumbers... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who are married but no one's married is it what one's married what? oh you're talking about actual Brokeback Mountain yeah. yeah I like that you're looking at me I actually fell asleep in Brokeback Mountain because <gasps> I thought it was so dull I know it's not a particularly popular opinion I've never I'm seen sorry. it I've yeah, never well seen I've it. never seen the end because I'm yeah. asleep <laughs> so what happens is they go to a school and <laughs> there's a fountain that doesn't work and they repair it and they fix it together and that is wait the- when where's the where's the back that's broken where does that come into it then? well it's either the back of the person consuming the water because it's so low which is what I thought it was but Joel suggested the fountain's broken oh I see okay the yeah back got of it. the fountain's Sorry, broken I'm being hugely slow when I was a child somebody pushed my head into one of those fountains and I chipped my front tooth oh, oh god yeah I know, I know broken tooth fountain doesn't quite have the same ring though yeah broke back molar would you call is that molar. the name of your biopic what the tooth the, something about the tooth it's going to be like a footnote in my memoirs probably yeah? Yeah, in my list of people that have wronged me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's, extensive, dedication. it's extensive. And most people don't know they've wronged me. But they're, they're in, <laughs> they in have, subtle in ways way. they've wronged me, yeah, yeah. Will there be dedications and then people you've got vendettas against? That's a good point. Like half yeah. people I quite like <laughs> have done nice things to me and then the second half Where will, where will John come in that? Oh, both lists. Most, <laughs> most, most pages. Yeah. It'd be in the in the in the uh, index. It will say John, and there'll be a long list of page numbers <laughs> in, the, in the times he's wronged me. Oh dear! Actually, I, I could probably just write a book about just general people that have wronged me, and then a sequel just about the times G- John's wronged John, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds good. In um, your memoirs, would there be any beefs? Oh my god, so many! I do not forgive people easily. So if someone like doesn't smile at me once, then that's it. They're literally struck off. Yeah. That's quite terrifying. I know. Just grinning from ear to ear for this. this record. <laughs> Luckily, you're both very like smiley, jolly people, so it's fine. Have you got any ideas, Joe? Uh, yeah, I've got one here. It's from a guy called Joe, and Joe's observed that we are effectively. If you think of Back to the Future, I don't. Back to the Future is a great movie. I don't know if you if you've heard you did, of it. You did mention it actually already. I did indeed. I'm not sure if that bit will make the recording, <laughs> but just matter. for the record, I'm always talking about Back to the Future. So Joe's got in touch to say that guys, we never actually came back from the second timeline in Back to the Future Two. Right. So Marty McFly goes back, and essentially a Donald Trump figure rules the world. Oh, what you're saying, this the, reality is... You know, the dark timeline Yeah, where he goes back to. And we're in it. We're in it. And he's saying that, effectively, maybe Marty McFly's in some sort of coma. I don't know. But we never came back from that dark timeline. But Marty McFly was then in, in The Good Wife... So mm. he is back, but I he's would... quite evil in that. Wow. So maybe mm. it's like an alternate... Oh, my God, it's also like... It's the timeline. Yeah, we're in the darkest, darkest timeline, essentially. Timeline. But they got cool stuff like shiny hats and hoverboards. Uh, no. Oh, is that a different timeline? You, so, you know what I'm talking about. You know Back to the Future as well as me, right? So no. <laughs> In Back to the Future 2... Really, did you watch it as research for today's episode? <laughs> I, think that's... <laughs> I wish I had. I didn't know it was going to come up this often. I know Back to the Future 1 very well. Okay, so Back to the Future 2, not so well. I watch the trilogy maybe weekly for worship. <laughs> um, and uh, even the third, it's great. In the, the second one... great. By any standards. Okay, you're added to the list of people that have wronged me. Um, <laughs> in the second one, he goes to the future. They've got we've, it's a kids' Marty something that's got to be done about your kids. Mm. They don't do it. Biff steals the 
sports almanac and goes back to the 50s. So Marty McFly goes back to the 80s and it's all changed because Biff had that list of sports results he was able to bet and earn an unbelievable amount yes, of money. He's a millionaire. And so and in that alternate 1980s, he's killed Marty's dad and he's essentially, he's essentially Donald Trump. Like he's got the same hair, the same look. He's got a Trump-esque tower. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually remarkably uh, like prescient of the writers about the future. So what do they do? To save the day. Are you suggesting in the real world we need to f- do what happens at the end of Back to the Future 2? Yeah. And then go to a Western? <laughs> and then we need to go to <laughs> no, a Western. No, yeah. no, no. Oh. No Westerns. I'm pitching Back they to the Future 4. They weren't great for women, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a very good point. Or any people of colour. So I would also be screwed. Also a very good point. Okay, so how I about... hate your idea, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so how about I'm pitching... Look, if they can keep making Star Wars trilogies... <laughs> and they will. Where's Back to the Future 4, 5 and 6? Back to the Future A New Hope. I think they lost all hope, wasn't that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I, I don't think right. you or Joe. Yeah, the fictional. It's this a guy. joke. There's a brackets L. It's yeah. just you, mate. We all know. Fine, fine, fine. Give me your next idea. What about this one? The Hitman's Bodyguard's Minder. Did anyone see the Hitman's Bodyguard? No. Oh, the guy. The Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Yeah. yeah. No. Universally panned. That's oh. why we didn't see it. Well, I I assume it's about a Hitman's Bodyguard. So like. You've got a hitman, he's got a bodyguard. How do you... The sequel, his minder. Whoever looks after that guy. Who looks it's after who? It's a Russian doll situation. Who look, so who, who is he looking after here? Sorry. <laughs> the bodyguard. The, who's is he looking, looking after, after the, the hitman? Yeah, that's, so no, someone's that's looking the film. Up. And then this one from Fern, which is the sequel, is that bodyguard's minder. Yeah. So the person looking after that I'm person. thinking uh, Vin Diesel in that role. Yeah. Also. yeah you know, he like he was in to. The Pacifier. Yeah. Like that sort yeah. of... I can imagine him... So I think Ryan Reynolds was the bodyguard and Samuel L. was the hitman? I would have seen it as the other way around. Isn't there famously a huge shootout in Coventry in that film? <laughs> what? Yeah, like a lot of the action happens in Coventry. And it was planned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... No. Can you believe it? <laughs> Are you sure we're talking about the same film? <laughs> I, more action films starring Sam Jackson in Coventry, I think is the take-home from that. <laughs> I, I think, look, the satellite cities of the UK need more prominence in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking The Rock and Vin Diesel in Basingstoke. If we just bring Fast and Furious to Basingstoke. Yeah. No, Swindon. Have you seen the roundabouts in Swindon? <laughs> <laughs> Fast and Furious in like navigating the roundabouts. Milton Keynes, yeah, I think that would work. I swear I heard someone in a podcast probably, that's mostly what I do. They were explaining that you can't really do car chase films in like London because there's just not long enough expanse there's of road. So much traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why? So but we could try and make it work. What, what, other, what other transport could you I mean, you they use? did do a Fast and Furious film in London. Joel and I have a confession to make. You've never said a Fast and Furious We yet. love The Rock. <laughs> that's it, that's our confession. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Okay, great, let's move on. I, I love The Rock, I love The Rock. I saw Jumanji, I saw Jumanji the other day. Re- Actually, Jumanji is really fun. I really enjoyed it, it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I did. But I tell you what, I, I've always wondered, right, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Who loves Kevin Hart? Nobody. Well, but I was in the cinema. every fucking body. I was in the cinema. Every time Kevin Hart was on screen or moved or spoke, there were like howls of laughter. Like Even when he said someone else's name, people were going, <laughs> like, people were just like cheering and whooping for Kevin Hart. And I was like, oh, this is why Kevin Hart's a thing. Like there's this secret Kevin Hart fan base. Maybe the only, it's like only in the darkness of a cinema that yes. no one can see me laughing at Kevin Hart. That's so interesting. That's such a good theory. I think you're absolutely right because I've not met a single person in the flesh who will admit to being a fan yeah. of his. Is it, is it like coriander, where, you know, some people 
hate it and some people love it and nobody understands each other's position on it and I love that you have a coriander and not the classic Marmite yeah <laughs> what's that go to food stuff that kind of is a real love or hate vibe I know what it is it's coriander such a hipster <laughs> okay so we're saying Kevin Hart's coriander yeah is that your yeah. film pitch yeah I quite like that yeah. Kevin Hart's coriander yeah I like that that's good fun uh, give me another one, John. What about this one? Have you seen Coco, the Pixar film? Oh my god! I, I used, yeah, so I saw it oh, this weekend. Goodness. I did a Q and A with the uh, director last night. It was. I'm so. Uh, tell, oh, ask me amazing. anything about Coco. Yeah. What about the film Glen Coco? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Funnily enough. <laughs> what? what what's so, happening here? <laughs> so I assume the guy who gets multiple candy canes in Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He gets more, is it candy canes he gets? Yeah, because yeah. he comes to Santa Claus and he goes, "You go, Glen Coco, two for you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's That's him. He, he, the most niche dead? reference I've is, ever. Is heard. Coco the one about Cinco de Mayo? Yeah. So not no, Cinco de no, Mayo. The, uh, it's um, Day of the Dead. Oh yeah, okay. Dia dos Muertos. Nice. Um, you see what I did there, Joe? You asked a question about the film Coco, and I answered when, <laughs> when literally opposite <laughs> us is someone who did the Q&A with the uh, I'll, I'll film I'm this so one sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You guys carry on. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kill uh, me. So, Glenn Coco's dead. <laughs> is that the premise? Yeah. No, what was the actual... It Was it just called Glenn Coco? <laughs> yeah, it just says Glenn Coco. It's from Neil. Cheers, Neil. <laughs> this, is, this is one That's of the good of Neil. That is good of Neil. <laughs> it's one of the fundamental issues of this podcast is we don't request like any description no. of what happens in the film. That's that's your your so, guy's job, right? That's so, where, where you come in. Yeah, yeah, but it does mean that sometimes there have been times where I've got them and looked and thought they've just written two words. <laughs> and I don't know what I to do. I left all the work to you. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that's just a fun idea that the character from Mean Girls who got two candy canes is somehow linked to the Pixar the film. The Dead. Mm. Yeah, that would be quite fun. What next for Pixar? <laughs> what do you mean? Where are they going to go? After death. <laughs> More life? Because they went Inside Out was pretty You're suggesting that like, there's some sort of progression between the films like they're linked in some way like oh now they've done death that's the end of well, I the think, Pixar. No, but I think they are, I think they are exploring more adult themes. I think they've always explored quite adult or Disney always have haven't they? Yeah, true. Certainly more than Pixar. Yeah, but I feel like Inside Out and Coco, that's pretty, it's pretty out there. Yeah, and Toy Story three thematically. Yeah, exactly. Cars, Cars three. <laughs> Just that was incredibly deep. <laughs> that really, I mean, that really plumbed it the depths. Stayed of, with me actually, yeah. more than any other Disney Pixar. Um, I just don't know what what's the, what there's left to fill after you've given, they will the, given find kids something. death. They yeah, will they definitely will, find they will. something. What's the, what's the uh, the famous fact where in the same meeting they came up with Finding Nemo, Monsters Inc. and Wally or something in like the same one meeting? That that meeting was four months long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You feel like they might have like pitched all these different ideas at the same meeting, yeah. but those ideas would have been like bubbling away for yeah. a long, long time somewhere else before that. And what do you yeah. mean came up with? Uh, all right, a fish gets lost. Uh, a robot gets lost. What was the third one? Monsters Inc. Charles Monsters a, little, get lost, a little girl gets in lost. A kitchen, yeah, a little girl gets lost. Hang on. <laughs> oh, actually, maybe you're right, John. Maybe they did all come up with it in the same meeting. I right, take that's it. lunch. I take yeah. it all back. <laughs> just, just give three post-its to their writers. So, yeah, we want a robot getting lost. We want them spaced out enough that people don't know it's, it's just... 
but a different with, thing gets lost. Weirdly, Coco seems, I think, isn't it like their first one Disney Pixar with humans in for a while? Mm. Inside Out yeah. is a human. Yeah, but like the main characters. But like the main characters. Yeah. Oh. Like focuses on, yeah. focuses on a little boy and his family. Yeah. Because lots of them have humans in it, like you said, with Toy yeah. Story and stuff, but it's and not about humans. Does, but yeah, it's not about... Oh. That is interesting. Yeah. Maybe they'll just develop more films about humans, Joel. There you go. Cool. I don't think that would be... No, I don't think that would be very fun. Nah. Nah. <laughs> but they've done the Cars trilogy, right? So now they'll just be like doing good films. When you say they've on. done the Cars trilogy right, you meant right? <laughs> like, rather right? than yeah. They've done them right. Am I right? <laughs> they haven't. They did. <laughs> they did them terribly. Yeah. <laughs> they did them. They did the automotive industry proud. <laughs> what about this one from Ellen? All right. The Girl on the Train to Busan. Mm, yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. So... So, Girl on the Train is like a saucy thriller with an unreliable narrator mm-hmm. who's a drunk. Yes, we she's can all on relate. A, she's on a train of zombies. Nice, but, but, she... I, but is she? Because <gasps> she's unreliable. Yeah, I think maybe we should somehow factor in the new Liam Neeson and uh, Project The Commuter. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson's fighting through a train of zombies. Have you seen the? Yeah. You've seen the trailers for this film. Yeah, they're on heavy rotation at the cinema. Have you seen the trailer for this uh, film? Yeah. Oh my word! It looks. I mean, it looks. It looks fucking dreadful. It looks really bad, doesn't it? Liam Neeson's films make me want to talk myself. They make me feel really sad. Seeing him get eaten alive by zombies a la Dylan Moran in Shaun of the Dead, I would be really keen to see. So actually, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, he's on the posters with the gun and the long jacket and actually it's just a cameo where he's just like, I'll sort this out and then the zombies just pile on top of him. <laughs> and you've fun. got Emily Blunt just sort of watching it going and then having a blackout. And yeah. not remembering it at all. Maybe she drops acid or some sort of hallucinogenic and that's why she thinks there's... She envisions Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Liam Neeson's not real, but the zombies are? <laughs> hang on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, hang on. Hmm. Yeah, and she thinks Liam Neeson's there to save her, but she, that he's not, and she does it on her own. Oh, so it's like an empowering yeah. story. Yeah. And we see Liam Neeson eaten alive. Just He'd probably still get paid more though. Yeah. Two minute cameo. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Mark Wahlberg. The commuter two. Journey home. That'll be it. That's the thing. There you go. You heard it here first. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, I've got one here from Luke. This is the most fleshed out picture you've ever had. And I, 
It's like a full paragraph idea for a film, and okay. we don't really need to add anything or say anything to this. I don't really know what Luke's trying to convey here. Right, I'll just read it out. Oh, yeah, just, yeah just, just bloody tell us. So, it's called Boundaries. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to launch into a whole pitch right now. When David joins his local cricket team, his <laughs> ambition of making it to county level is soon quashed and is instead replaced by his undying love for Harry, the wicketkeeper. A tale of forbidden love in 1937, Boundaries is a heart-wrenching tale of love, heartache, and what it truly means to be human. I think this guy needs to go pitch this to Hollywood. Know, yeah. What's he doing on this podcast? It's basically, it's basically, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got like a "Call Me by Your Name" with cricket feel. Uh, yeah, which you know, a bit of beautiful thing in there as well. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of this, I but I, I, I've missed. I kind of don't see what where how it fits into this. It's called Boundaries, and that's a cricket pun. Oh, and that's why I don't understand yeah. it. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> what do you know about cricket? I went to see a 2020 match once. Um, and it was like the day I came back from travelling and my then boyfriend took me and I was so angry that this was the thing that he wanted to do after having not seen me for three months. That was all I was thinking throughout the whole cricket match. John, thoughts on cricket? Just keep doing it, guys. <laughs> my support, full support from me. Is that what you want? All right. Do you want another one on the sport theme? Yeah. Is it cricket still? <laughs> no. Yeah. What is it? It's tennis. Badminton. Oh, okay. Oh. I can get on board with tennis. Okay. I mean, it's tenuous. Okay. Tennis, US? Gerald's Game. Oh no, my god, Gerald. no! Don't talk to me about this film. I had full on nightmares. Oh no! I had, you know, have you seen it with the. Yeah, yeah the, this is the one with the bed where yes. he plays the sexy game. Yes. Yeah, you, you, can, tell I, you can tell I've seen a trailer for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Another confession. We love The Rock. We hate scary films, John and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, I heard you, yeah, because um, mm. my boyfriend Mike was on your Halloween special, yeah. which uh, I heard. Which was lo- a ludicrous idea because John and I have seen, between us, no horror films. Yeah, I think you'd, you'd seen three. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um, Get Out the other day. Great, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's excellent. <laughs> There's anyway, less jumps in it, though. Sorry, but Gerald's on. Game, Gerald's game yeah. is, is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. Really? It's, ho- it's horrific. I g- generally, it still makes me cringe if you just say that out loud. Anyway, <laughs> Gerald's Game. But it's about the former tennis player, I think Austrian tennis player, Gerald Meltzer. Okay. Right. This is from this is sent in by Jenny, who's clearly, clearly just tried to find any famous Gerald. Because it's quite a funny <laughs> idea. But there aren't any famous Gerald. Are, Butler. Uh, Gerard. <laughs> Fuck! Come on, mate. Gerald Butler. Do you think one of the like go-to action men in Hollywood would be called Gerald? It's absolutely absurd. Oh, the lead star, the lead sure Spartan in 300. <laughs> Gerald. Come here, Gerald. You've got to fight the Romans. Oh. All right. Like, Gerald is the name of an 80-year-old man. Yeah, it's not good, is it? That's it's not so looking annoying. good for Gerald. I'm now trying to think of. I'm sure there aren't any famous Gerald. Don't worry, I've done, I've done extensive. <laughs> Have research. you actually looked this up yeah, already? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I googled. You know, I googled famous Gerald. <laughs> and when you search, did it come up with this? <laughs> when you search Gerald, just the word <laughs> Gerald, this bespectacled fellow that appears. <laughs> yeah, imagine him fighting <laughs> the Romans. <laughs> Who is that? Please, everyone, now Google Gerald. <laughs> I tell you what, London would fall. If he was tasked <laughs> with saving it, well, right, Gerald Butler. So, right. you've, no, you've, you've really embarrassed yourself there, mate. You did a film degree. <laughs> and Do you you know, don't, well, that doesn't require me just, knowing. Can Gerald. I just say you had a film degree? Yes. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what comes up in the people also search for Herbert, and it's the old paedophile from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because they think he's called Gerald? Gerald. Yeah. Just think, I think it's just one of those old man names that only old yeah. people have in Family Guy. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Tony Gerald's listening. So sorry. <laughs> so uh, without like without trying to dive too deeply into it because we don't want to give Rihanna nightmares. Hmm. It's a, like a claustrophobia horror f- thriller thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. 
How do you make that tennis? <laughs> Gerald Meltzer gets tied to a bed. Go on. I saw a video the other day that mm-hmm. my friend, my mate showed me of a man, and he was there to witness it because it was just outside Camden Tube Station, uh, a man who f- who managed to get a whole a tennis racket over his whole body. Yeah, so okay. So he puts like one arm, dislocates Yeah, it. I've oh, seen that so before, yeah. Horrible. God, that is horrible. That? <laughs> so it's that, yeah. <laughs> Gerald Meltzer's trapped in a tennis half. racket. <laughs> and he's got a big match. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Meltzer's in a dressing room at Wimbledon and he sees a video. He's like, I could do that. I've got, I've got 20 minutes before, before, so uh, before all of it first serve. And he goes into a cubicle in the toilet. Where and it the right whole in the film, middle? yeah, it's just him trying to get out of a toilet cubicle. <laughs> With a racket around his waist. Yeah. I think, you know, like the three quarters of the way through where like they're at the most pathetic and lowest. Yeah. Is he has to walk out onto the court with the racket <laughs> still around his waist. <laughs> or does he just play? Yeah, just, he plays and he wins, of and that's why. Yeah. That's the message. Never give what up it, on your dreams. Oh, that—that that was the message. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't clear from the description. All right, let's do. What, should we do ours? Yes. Hands labyrinth. Hands or hands? Not hands is in hands. Like, hands is in hand solo. Oh. Oh. I was thinking hands, like the things on the end of your arm. I was thinking hands, Christian Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's just so many ways you can take this, John. <laughs> so not the not the German I, I first name or Hans Labyrinth. I hate to do this to you, yeah, but I would have preferred Pots and Pans Labyrinth. What's that? Sounds like something you'd do as a kid. Yeah, just go and rummage through the cupboards and make a Pots and Pans Labyrinth. It's just a kitchen. Yeah, it's a kitchen sink drama. <laughs> no, it's not, that's not what kitchen sink <laughs> drama is, Joe. The, la- <laughs> the labyrinth is their relationship. That's the an emotional tagline. labyrinth. Yeah, it's an emotional labyrinth. <laughs> that I've neither never can heard escape of an emotional from. labyrinth before, I'll be honest. And it's now gonna, I have. It's going to be an older reviews. <laughs> next, next Q&A, Rihanna does. Oh, I'll be in the crowd. Hang on. Why is she asking about this <laughs> film's emotional labyrinth? Oh, the emotional labyrinth just got me. <laughs> At the bottom of our podcast, I'm going to put a review that just says, an emotional labyrinth, Rihanna. Rihanna <laughs> <laughs> One star. <laughs> I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> what, no. you're a Pixar film? <laughs> so, no, I'm confused. So it's, it's sorry, it's Han Solo's Labyrinth. So yeah. It's Han's Labyrinth. So does he, maybe that solo film that's coming out in May that sounds like it's a bit of a mess. I don't have an idea for it. It's just a pun, Joel. That's what you do every week. I come this week <laughs> with just a pun and you expect me to have a film. That's not fair, is it? Okay, it's Han Solo, I'm guessing. Yeah, I was thinking maybe instead of doing Pan's Labyrinth, we could do... Labyrinth. Oh! Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford. in tight trousers. <laughs> no! Singing and dancing. <laughs> Actually. Oh! <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah! You reacted too quickly to that. You didn't picture it. I was thinking just about Labyrinth, and then, which I really don't like. Oh. I, I, was, I think, because I, I didn't grow up with it. I saw mm. it out for the first time as an adult, and so I didn't have all the nostalgia that comes with Labyrinth for a lot of people. Yeah. And I was just like, why are all these like ugly looking creatures? Why is everyone obsessed with them? Yeah. And why is David Bowie like lusting over this young girl. Am I right in thinking you didn't like it because Harrison Ford wasn't in it? That was <laughs> Probably your, that what was your it was. Yeah. So now you said Harrison Ford in tight... Whatever you said. <laughs> tight anything. Anything. <laughs> Even now. Like he's still got it. it. Do you think? You know, Just I interviewed him once. <gasps> I met him. How was he? Because he's notoriously yes. tricksy. So beforehand, they were like, don't ask him about this, that and the other. And I went in and he was like, so what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a film critic. And he was like, oh. And he was like... 
well, you look lovely today. You're wearing a very pretty dress. Lovely shoes. And I was like, oh my God, I think Harrison Ford's flirting with me to get a good, uh, good mop for his movie. And you've been flirting. Harrison Ford has flirted with you. Yeah. That is amazing. I mean, joke flirty, but I'll, I'll take it. I mean, you He is like yeah. 80 though, or whatever, so. Yeah. Not in our hearts. <laughs> or hunk. our minds. He's a hunk. He's a perpetual hunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the name. Surely the name of his autobiography. <laughs> So Han Solo, <laughs> I'm trying to get back on this film, and I Sorry, really, right. I really haven't thought about this. Right. So Han's labyrinth. So is it just all about? I mean, it's got to be something to do with good old Carrie. She can be in it. Yeah. She can be in it retrospectively. Oh, oh no. Mm. I'm not sure about that. Hologram, hologram oh. of her in the middle. <gasps> he has to get to a hologram of her. Is, are we just doing Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's happened. <laughs> The Carrie Fisher hologram thing has <laughs> famously been about, done. How about puppets of Yoda everywhere? I mean. <laughs> Jim Henson will get a good deal on the puppets, won't we? Sure. Well, that's Hans Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, I just think that was terrible. That was um, the worst idea I've ever come up with. I, so, I apologise, Rihanna. Here's mine. Okay. So, Hollywood. You've got Doctor No. Mm-hmm. And you've got Yes Man. So, you've got the initial James Bond film. <laughs> And you've got the Jim Carrey vehicle based on a Danny Wallace book. <laughs> okay. For those that can't see, I'm doing the David Brent finger merge idea thing. <laughs> he did. I yeah. can confirm. He did I, know, I don't know how this plays out. I don't know if like, we introduce a Bond villain to the Jim Carrey movie or is Jim Carrey James Bond. I was thinking, or is it just James Bond, but he has to say yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does, doesn't he? We're not mm. questioning. He says yes to everything that, that Judy Dench throws his way. <laughs> So Doctor No versus Yes Man. And what is the big battle at the end? Is it just two men shouting yes and no at each other? <laughs> yes! No! no! <laughs> and then at the end, one buckles and says, maybe? Right. Uh, maybe! And that's the end, to be continued. How, how do you feel about that, really? Um, I feel not thrilled. Oh. But, you know, fairly entertained. Right, I'll take it. That's kind of a response to Jim Carrey's films for the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. I was just also picturing him as like Ace Ventura in that mm. as well, which just makes it a little bit more hammy. And I want to bring it back to the style of James Bond because there's the one-liners already. Joel and I have been through this before that James Bond's saying the the, the witty lines. Yeah. So it's just he does that and then guns at the camera. That's <laughs> 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 what he does, right? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's never looked down the. He's never looked down the barrel. He's like, just done his face to camera. That'd be he mad. Just, he does when he says maybe at the end of the film. <laughs> maybe straight down the, gar- the barrel of the gun. Oh, I'd love that. Uh, Isn't that the time telling you that I've met Jim Carrey as well? Yeah. Oh. And he took out his false teeth to show me. His what? tooth. You know, like in Dumb and Dumber, he has like a false. Oh, he actually had that. Yeah. Done, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. And he sh- he took it out to show me. It was gross. Did you. you did you ask him to do that? No. <laughs> I really yeah. didn't. And he kept being like, "Come closer, come closer." And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. I'm good. You can." I was in the stu- in the radio on studios. I was like, "No, I'm. You, I can see it from here." And I didn't know what he was going to do. I can and hear then, the whistle. And then, just, and then he just popped out. Wow, <laughs> it was horrid. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> Is that how that started? I, I didn't before that anecdote. <laughs> Newfound respect. <laughs> Right, normally Joel and I uh, give the listener shit for coming up with worse films than us. Oh but no, you guys definitely week... come up with the absolute yeah. worst. Yeah. 
God, I feel bad about that. I'm confused. Was a hand labyrinth your idea? Yeah, sorry, hand oh, labyrinth was mine. I didn't understand that. John, no. I don't think John really understood it. <laughs> I thought that was a really good idea. I, <laughs> no, I smashed it this way. And what was your title? Doctor No versus Yes Man. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, which oh. doesn't go much further. We also that. had Breakback Fountain, The Hitman's Bodyguard's Minder, <laughs> The Guard on the Train to Busan, Glen Coco. Gerald's Game, Boundaries, <laughs> and... Uh, hi guys, have you noticed that we are in the timeline from Back to the Future 2? Which I'm not sure, that's a working title for the film. I'm not sure how you fit that on a poster. That's when they just call it like during production. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Although I would love it if like coming soon to cinema. Uh, hi, uh, 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 hi guys, have you noticed we're in the timeline of Back to the Future 2? Hi guys. Dot, Dot, Brown, hi guys. No, Dot Brown coming back. Like He looks down the camera at the audience in the, in the cinema and he goes, Guys, have you noticed we're in the timeline from Back to the Future 2? Maybe. <laughs> nice. And then I think Luke's one. I Boundaries. Think, but that, Boundaries I is think, the best, but just as an actual film. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he Doesn't emailed the wrong people. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he was trying to get himself an agent with he it. He's just been sat by his phone for so long. I'm he sure just Googles right pictures your films and yeah. didn't look at any of the other information about this podcast. We'll pass it on, Luke. We'll pass it on. Yeah, Rihanna, which one do you think was the... So I think the one that... My favourite, uh, because it was involved Liam Neeson getting eaten to death by zombies, was The Girl on the Train to Busan. That's Although it wasn't actually my favourite title. But, uh, hi, guys. Have you noticed we've... <laughs> that was my favourite title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Rihanna. That was so much fun. You're welcome. That was really fun. Uh, this is the, the, the point where you can plug your wares. Oh, God, I'm so rubbish at this. Um... I do. A okay, po- thank you. Uh- <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, I do a podcast for Radio Four called Seriously, which is a documentary podcast. So please have a listen. And I do other things. So follow me. That's ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to sell myself as like a murderer. Lady of the night. Okay, good. You went murderer. I went prostitute. I, I immediately went to Jack the Ripper. I thought, well, he's just popping off to Whitechapel after this. I'll be doing. Are we out to Rihanna after this? Other things. <laughs> Yeah, follow me at Rihanna Dillon on Twitter. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. That was so much fun. (laughs) That was good. Uh, And that's all we've got time for today, and we know that because there is a rat-tat-tat at the studio door. And who's that coming in? It's former professional tennis player Gerard Meltzer. Followed by Glenn Coco to explain how, whether he's dead or not. He's holding two tennis rackets. (laughs) Two for you. That was a fun episode. Yeah, she, oh, Rihanna's brilliant. She was talking about her, um, she briefly mentioned at the end her Radio 4 documentary podcast series, mm-hmm. Seriously, and I would seriously recommend it. Oh, um, yeah. No, on. I didn't want to, I didn't want to over, over say, overstate how great it was while she was in the room, but yeah. yes, it's really, it definitely get subscribed to that one. Have you got any chat, any chat? You got anything to say, Joel? Not really, no. Uh, stuff. I, I mentioned in the episode that I had my head rammed into a water fountain at school. You got any instances of, of that kind of thing you'd like to talk about? Anything I, bad happened to you at school? Did you Or did you do anything bad to someone at school? So this is weird. I was actually talking about this today at work. Um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the full context before we get to the end of this because I, I think I am the hero in this story. <laughs> <laughs> um, primary school. We all had tennis balls. 
We'd play that God, game. Didn't we just? <laughs> We'd play that game where it was like kind Tennis. of like ping pong. No, no, no. It was like ping pong with your hands. No, we didn't play. Who played that game? So you draw a line on the. Really? No. Right. So you draw a line. Listen. Bring me into. We played this game. <laughs> right. Me at school. You draw a line on the ground in chalk, and then you'd use your hand to bounce a tennis ball, and it would be like ping pong in the way that it had to bounce once on your side, once on their side, tennis. and it bounce back. So it's more like tennis. Oh, is it more like tennis? Well, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, maybe the, tennis for your The hand. only difference between table tennis and t- tennis is the table. <laughs> so you play tennis All with right. your hands. So, anyway. No, because there's no net, so you can bounce it as low as you like. Oh, I yeah, guess, like how there's no net in table tennis. Shut up! <laughs> uh, I have a little brother. He's four years younger than me. And uh, this was when I was probably in year six, so he was like in year two. Oh, what did you do to him? Fucking <laughs> kick the shit out of him. <laughs> no. You in the same school? Yeah. Oh, man, what's that like? Me and my brothers all went to the same primary and secondary school. What? Yeah. That's mad. What was it like being at secondary school? Were you ever there all three at the same time? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes? (laughs) Is it yes? How many years years are there in secondary school? Uh, Including sex form? Seven. So, yes. There we are. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Yes? Maybe? (laughs) You were held back a few years, so you've got to factor that in, remember? (laughs) Anyway. You and your brother are in the same year by the end of it. <laughs> Primary school. And um, I go back into my, the classroom after lunch and I see a tennis ball on the table. Oh, great. That's got my little brother's initials on it. <gasps> and it's not. Obviously, jokes aside, I wasn't in the same class as my little brother. Yeah. And a guy who, I was going to say his name, I'm not going to, had clearly stolen it. And I went up and said, that's, that's my little brother's tennis ball. It's got his initials on it. And he went, no, 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 no. And I went, well, it's, it's clearly his, it's got his initial cannabis. And he went, nah, it's mine. And then I was like, all right, well, I'll go talk to the teacher about it. And as I went to the talk to the teacher about it, he he left the room with it. So I then, rather than talking to the teacher, which would have been the responsible thing. Yeah, it's a very John move as well. Uh, yeah, but this was this was a rebellious younger John, you know, soap and bathrooms. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that oh, John. Was crazy. Not, I wish that John stood around. <laughs> so I followed him out and I pushed him up against the wall and got the tennis ball what? off him. And I thought it was all fine and so- sorted because I just thought, nah, you know, mm-hmm. lads rough and tumble. Yeah. It's all sorted. I got the tennis ball back from my brother. It was actually someone with the same initials. <laughs> no, he definitely didn't. That'd be so good. Yeah, my little brother after school was like, I've got my tennis ball. What's this? <laughs> no, it was definitely his. Uh, after school, as soon as I get in the car with my mum, she goes, I've had a call from from the headmaster. High five. <laughs> Legend. Legend. <laughs> Mum, why are you holding all that ice cream? <laughs> and that's probably one of the two genuine physical altercations in my life. Well, get ready for your third. Um, <laughs> I've just remembered something at primary school that I've probably not thought about in 15 years. Uh, there were two kids on the playground once, uh, like, chasing after each other. One of them stopped really quickly. And the other one went into him and lodged his tooth <laughs> into the guy's head. <laughs> so no! it was obviously a baby tooth. It must have been a bit loose, but he, like, went into the guy, like, open mouth, and came away, and the tooth was lodged in a guy's head. <laughs> How great is that? Not great. That's what it's like out on the streets, mate. <laughs> you had a hard upbringing, didn't you? Oh, teeth like you everywhere. Teeth just surrounded by teeth all the time. <laughs> you collected them. Yeah. You went for the big payday from the tooth fairy. I still am. Still, <laughs> I've sent the invoice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.